In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the last chapter of Mark, our Lord promises, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. And the Apostle Peter has written, Baptism now saves you. The Word of God also teaches us that we are all conceived and born sinful and are under the power of the devil until Christ claims us as his own. Therefore, depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. How are you named? Paxton Joel Tim. Paxton Joel. Receive the sign of the Holy Cross both upon your forehead and upon your heart to mark you as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. Let us pray. O almighty and eternal God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I call to you on behalf of your servant Paxton, who asks for the gift of your baptism and desires your eternal grace through the spiritual rebirth. Receive him, Lord, and as you have said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. So now give your blessing to him who asks and open the door to him who knocks so that he may obtain the eternal blessing of this heavenly bath and receive the promised kingdom that you give. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Again, let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, who according to your righteous judgment, condemned the unbelieving world through the flood, and in your great mercy preserved believing Noah and his, his family, and who drowned hard-hearted Pharaoh with his army in the Red Sea, and led your people Israel through the same sea on dry ground, thereby foreshadowing this bath of your holy baptism, and who through the baptism of your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, sanctified and set apart the Jordan and all water, to be a blessed flood and a rich and full washing away of sins. We pray according to the same boundless mercy that you would graciously behold Paxton and bless him with true faith in the Spirit so that through this same saving flood, all that has been born in him from Adam and which he himself has added thereto may be drowned in him and be engulfed. Grant that he be separated from the multitude of unbelievers preserved dry and secure in the holy ark of the Christian church, and serve your name at all times, fervent in spirit and joyful in hope, so that with all believers he may be made worthy to attain eternal life, according to your promise, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hear now the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. They brought little children to Jesus, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord preserve your coming in and your going out, both now and even forevermore. Paxton Joel, do you renounce the devil? Yes. Do you renounce all his works? Yes. Do you renounce all his ways? Yes. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Yes. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried? He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting? Do you desire to be baptized? Paxton Joel Tim, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Receive this burning light. Live always by the light of Christ and be ever watchful for his coming, that you may meet him with joy and enter with him into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom that shall have no end. The Almighty God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you new birth through water and the Spirit and has forgiven all your sins, strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. Amen. Peace be with you. May be seated for the hymn.
let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, Eleison. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, Eleison. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, Eleison. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, Eleison. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Kyrie, Kyrie, The Lord be with you. 
Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for Sunday Quasimodogenity is written in the book of the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. And he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there, came a, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. O my people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The second lesson is written in the first letter of St. John, chapter 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept man's testimony, but God's testimony is greater, because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in his heart. Anyone who does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony God has given about his son. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand. Alleluia. Alleluia. has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. Eight days later, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Alleluia. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory be to you, O Lord. Glory be to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, 
Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, O Christ. Praise be to you, O Christ.
and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Did you catch the pattern? Sunday, disciples are gathered, doors are locked, Jesus appears. The sight of his wounds in a living body, overflowing joy, a commissioning to carry forgiveness into the world. But Thomas missed the gathering. Where was he? Don't know. Maybe he was golfing, maybe he was fishing. Maybe he had to work, maybe he was moping. Maybe he was angry with one of the other disciples. Maybe his afternoon nap just lasted longer than usual. We're not told why he wasn't there, and there's probably a reason for that. Because it doesn't really matter why he wasn't there, does it? The only thing that matters is that he missed out. He, and look what happened. Because he missed out on the gathering when Jesus came to his disciples behind closed doors to bring them peace and joy from the sight of his wounds and the spirit-breathed sound of his words and the commission. Because he wasn't there, Thomas refuses to believe. Thomas, in his unbelief, lays down conditions. He's got to see with his eyes those wounds and touch them. And then he'll see about maybe believing. And of course, the Lord could have appeared to Thomas on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday of that week. Any of them would have done, but the Lord didn't do that. He let Thomas stew in his unbelief for a solid week and then look what happened. Deja vu. Do you notice the pattern? Sunday, disciples are gathered, doors are locked, Jesus appears. The sight of his wounds, overflowing joy. And this time the truant Thomas was present. And the presence of Jesus in the midst of his gathered disciples brings Thomas from unbelief to full-blown confession. My Lord and my God, he says. Jesus responds to that. Thomas had been brought to faith by, by seeing, by seeing the wounds in his hands and his side. He came to confess that his Lord and his God had been raised from the dead, just as he had promised he would be. But you see, Jesus is here setting a pattern And he's thinking about more than just Thomas on that night. He was thinking of you. And so he says to Thomas, you believe because you have seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And here we are. But if it's not going to be the seeing of Jesus that brings to faith, then what is it? The gospel holds the answer. And it's all about what happens on the first day of the week. It's a miracle. The disciples of Jesus gather, and into their midst comes the risen Lord Jesus. He comes with his wounds, 
with his spirit, his breath, and his words. These words are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. See, it's in the gathering of his people together that this miracle happens again and again. Even though there's, there's more Jesus than could ever fit into a book. Nevertheless, he has given his people a book around which they might gather. A book where the breath of Jesus, that is the Spirit of God, still blows to call them to repentance and faith. From unbelief to belief. A book that is opened up and read Words, real concrete words, words about Jesus, words of Jesus. The Spirit breathed them all. They all come from and are all about Jesus. And when we read them, and we read them, and when we do, it's not just a matter of remembering Jesus and all the wonderful things that Jesus did. No. Jesus himself says, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I am with them. We confess that Jesus, the risen Jesus, is with us in his words. That's why we're here. That's why we stand for the reading of the gospel. That's why we shout out, Alleluia, praise be to you, O Christ, in greeting and in acclamation to the one who comes to us in his words. The one who promised, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words and my Father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. But the one who comes to us in his words is the one who comes to us showing his wounds and speaking peace and bringing joy. And and so when the words of Jesus are spoken over bread and wine, we have exactly what the words of Jesus says. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. Thomas was invited to touch and believe. You are invited to believe and taste. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus' body and blood are directly connected to his wounds. After all, the only way that you get body and blood separated from each other is when there's a wound. And so it is that his death is proclaimed every time we gather together and he feeds us with his body and his blood. Traditionally, there is a reminder of this, of that reality on the top of our altars. Typically, and that's how it is, how we have it here, they're embroidered into the fair linen, the the white linen that runs over the top of the altar. Sometimes they're carved into the altar itself. Five little crosses, two on each end and one in the middle. What are they there for? For decoration? No. They are there by way of confession that what is placed upon this altar cloth 
is the result of five piercings, two in the hands, two in the feet, and one in the middle, one in the side. See, they are there to confess that on the altar is the very body and blood which hung upon the cross for you. And that that is what is given to you to eat and drink in the sacrament. And with the sight and the taste of the wounds comes Jesus' word of peace. And that's why every Sunday after we recite Jesus' words of institution, you have his words. Peace be with you, the peace of the Lord be with you always. And then the joy. When? On the Lord's Day, on the first day of the week, when Jesus comes into the midst of his gathered disciples again and speaks his peace and brings the joy of sins forgiven. But the joy is not to end there. For Jesus' disciples go out. They have been sent out to announce, as they did to Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And so we too are sent out from this gathering where Jesus has come to be with us, where we have known him in his words and in his wounds, his body and his blood. And we're sent forth to tell people like Thomas, who are left in their sadness of thinking that death is the end of the road, to tell them that there is one who has gone further. We're sent to tell people like Thomas, who think that their sins still are hung around their own neck, tell them that there is someone, one who has lifted the burden from them to give them peace and joy. We're sent out to tell people like Thomas, who, apart from Jesus' presence, can be nothing but skeptical and do nothing but doubt. We're sent to tell one and all, we have seen the Lord. We have been with him, and not just that there is such a one, that there is such a forgiveness or such an eternal life, but we can tell them where such a forgiveness is to be found and where faith is given and forgiveness and peace and joy. We can tell them about the pattern of this first day of the week when Jesus still comes to be with us when we gather together in his name and around his words and his wounds. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join in confessing the Christian faith using the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty.
Holy Father, you raised up your Son from the dead that he might bestow his Holy Spirit and the forgiveness of sins on us. Grant that we may live joyfully as those who in holy baptism have been crucified and raised up with Christ, that we also may testify boldly of him, his forgiveness and his peace to all who will hear. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, your Son appeared to his disciples in his resurrected flesh and sent them out to proclaim repentance for the forgiveness of sins in his name. Continue to raise up faithful men to serve us in the office of the holy ministry and bless their work among your people who with St. Thomas confessed Jesus as Lord and God. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, remember those who have wandered from the household of faith. Faithful to your promises, work all things in their lives to remind them of their need for your unending grace and steadfast love that they might return to the faith and delight in your Son, crucified and raised for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you appoint rulers and officials for the sake of order and peace. Bless those you have placed in authority over us in federal, state, and local governments. Give to them the desire to serve with integrity and honor and to work for the benefit of all. Lord, in your mercy, Lord God, we praise your Son's resurrection from the dead and draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Graciously receive our prayers of intercession and hear them for his sake. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, as your Son made the disciples glad in his risen and life-giving flesh on the first day of the week and again eight days later, Let us find gladness in his wounds and his abiding presence among us each week in the blessed sacrament. Give us a hunger for your word of peace in this supper, through which his risen and life-giving body and blood are given to us. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you that out of your indescribable grace and for the sake of your Son, you have given us the Holy Gospel and instituted the Holy Sacraments that through them, we may have comfort and the forgiveness of sins. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may heartily believe your word and through holy sacraments establish our faith day by day until at last we obtain eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, but chiefly we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. For he is the very Paschal Lamb, which was offered for us and has taken away the sins of the world. By his death he has destroyed death, and by his rising to life again 
he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Almighty God, endless is your mercy and eternal is your reign. Out of love you created us and everything which exists. In mercy you preserved the church in Noah's day with a flood. In grace you promised to bless us through Abraham's seed. With patience you protected that seed through the judges and kings of Israel. In faithfulness you repeated your promises through the prophets. And when the time had fully come, you sent your Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law with a perfect and sufficient sacrifice, which paid the price for the sins of the entire world. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, gracious Lord, we bow before you in thankfulness for your many and varied gifts, for Christ's redemptive death, his victorious resurrection, his ascension promises, and his powerful reign at your right hand. Bolstered by your endless grace and Pentecost spirit, we eagerly await his glorious return. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
O God the Father, source of all goodness, in your loving kindness you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through him you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, so that we willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.